So it's really about utilizing these tools to help you make smarter decisions. But the flip side of that is too, we also know where to staff our people. So no one's being overworked in comparison to the next person. Welcome back to the CX Pulse podcast. We're glad you're joining us. Welcome back to the CX Pulse podcast. I'm your host, Amelia Rose Earhart. Today, we're discussing the ecosystem of workforce management and the ultimate purpose behind it. And our guest is Sean Elenry, Vice President and VP of Support at Dutchie. Sean, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks for having me. So why don't you tell us a little bit about your background in contact center work? For sure. You know, I started in the contact center space not knowing what it was. I initially was a pharmacy technician for Walgreens. And I had a family friend who said, hey, we actually hire pharmacy techs in our contact center. Uh, So I went ahead and took the opportunity and I was excited because for the first time in my life, I didn't have to work on my feet Um, and I went for it. So for four years, you know, I was on the front lines and then I had an opportunity to become a workforce management analyst. Um, And I went into that space and grew rather quickly, you know, quickly became a senior analyst, a supervisor. And then I relocated to Mexico to build our first workforce management team in Latin America at that organization. And that was a life-changing experience. Uh, I left there as a global manager with a small team in the Philippines and domestically as well, and and took on my first director role. Um, And then being in these environments and outsourcing, I had the opportunity to then go into director of operations and vice president of contact center operations. But then I, I slowly got back over to workforce management for some of the largest BPO players, Um, And then eventually moved on to Comcast and I was there for several years and enjoyed that experience. And then now I'm here at Dutchie as the vice president of of contact centers or or customer support, uh, where I'm overseeing the entire ecosystem and including workforce management. Boy, well, that big overlap between workforce management and contact center operations means that you're the expert to fill us in about what a successful partnership between these two departments can look like for an organization. Yeah. You know, I think the most important thing is trust, trust and empathy. You have to be able to, for one, trust the data that you're looking at. You agree on it. A lot of times teams will get caught up because the data may be inconsistent or my dashboard says something else. You have to get to a place where you're speaking the same language. So as a workforce management expert, I always recommend understand your operations team does not understand your speak. So it's key that you speak to them and things they can understand. So, for example, you both want the same outcome. Uh, So workforce management, they're not just in a position where they're trying to help you become more efficient and more productive, but they also can help the agent morale on the floor by making sure that the agents aren't getting hit back to back and making sure customers aren't waiting a long time. It's a poor experience. So really, they, they have to work together because they have the same goal. And that ultimate goal is getting a great SLA and a great customer feedback score. Exactly. Both directions seeing so much improvement when one's operating smoothly. So in your own words, what's the ultimate purpose of workforce management? For sure. You know, I look at it as a scale. I visualize it. I've actually designed it in a presentation as well, where on that scale, workforce management is trying to balance two things. And one is customer experience and the other is center profitability. Now, under profitability, we have all those productivity metrics, shrinkage, handle time, right? We're looking at volume. Is it over forecast? Are we where we want to be? And the challenge with that is if one gets too high versus the other, it starts to negatively impact. So you can have highly productive agents, which just means their occupancy is, let's say, 95%. The challenge is that the customer experience is going to be very low because those customers are going to be waiting in queue for a very long time. 
And the challenge is that once that agent now speaks with that customer, the agent is in de-escalation mode before they can even solve the problem. And then that agent, once they wrap up that call, they have to do the same thing on the next call. So you want to make sure there's a balance there. But at the same time, you don't want your customers being answered within two seconds all day throughout the day, because what happens is now you're highly inefficient, your occupancy is low, and it's actually costing you more money to do business. So workforce management, their ultimate goal is to make sure that they're balancing the two of those. One is not too much higher than the other, and that'll make sure the center is overall fully successful. Yep. Sounds like the best use of the data all around. Sean, how does having a workforce management solution really impact the purpose overall of an organization? Yeah, you know, it, it's funny. This is something that we've been talking to today, right, where as we're growing and we're enhancing our solutions, you have to be able to explain that to departments that may not have any clue of, like, why do we need even a workforce management tool? And I think a big area where we see it impacting and helping is, is schedule efficiency. We get to a place where it's easy for us to say, OK, here's how much volume you're going to get per month. Here's your handle time. Here's where you should staff to. But the challenge is when we start looking at it day over day, interval by interval, how accurate can we be as the, the, the trends change over time? So what I love about the tools is that it puts us in position to be able to look at that and also say, for example, how does our staffing requirements look if we're looking to change our, our service level uh, criteria? So, for example, you could say, hey, we, we want to go for a 95 percent SLA within one minute versus maybe going for an 80 percent SLA within 30 seconds. And when you run those numbers, it's able to utilize Erlang C and let you know, hey, you know what? The 80% within 30 seconds is actually much more efficient. It's going to maybe save you 5% in headcount. And that 5% could be a lot of money for a center that has thousands of agents, hundreds of agents, just a dozen agents, right? So it's really about utilizing these tools to help you make smarter decisions. But the flip side of that is, too, we also know where to staff our people. So no one's being overworked in comparison to the next person. I know as a rep, I hated seeing when my peers not working as hard as me, or if I'm working on a shift that everyone dreads because we know it's going to be very difficult. So these tools help us not only help our customers, but also help our employees to make sure they're staffed properly. Yeah. And you mentioned the financial impact here. Why don't you tell us some of the specifics about the ROI companies can gain by using a holistic WFM solution? Most definitely. You know, that 5% can go a long way, right? So if I'm in a position where I say, okay, by implementing this tool, I can save 5% in my current headcount requirements, I can re- also repurpose that headcount. So it doesn't just mean that, hey, these are heads that I'm going to get rid of. It may be able to allow us to cultivate talent in other areas. Or let's say, hey, let's take this 5% and add more development time and now create a world-class customer experience. So now you can impact it in one of two ways. You can either reduce your operating costs or you can actually look, work towards investing in your NPS. So the ROI is not just financial. It also can improve your customer retention. Right. Now let's talk about the top four factors that impact the net promoter score and exactly how workforce management plays a role in all of this. You know, the first one for me that I look at is always on. Customers want to know that the product is not going to crash. So we're looking at what does that product uptime look like, the product availability, whatever you want to call it. It just basically means what percentage of time are your tools working for your customers? Number two, always available. If they reach out to you, they want to know that you're there and you're going to respond to them quickly. They don't want to be in the dark hole where they're just waiting for someone to respond to them. And then number three, 
make it effortless. They want you to meet them where they are. They don't want to have to dig and find out how to contact you, but they also love self-service options. They love being able just to go to a chat feature and then get right to you. Or maybe they like to text. You can do text for them. So really just making it effortless for them to do business with you. And then number four, you have to own it. This is really looking at that resolution time, right? Making sure your, your reps are fully enabled and they fully understand how to support that customer, right? Making sure that either the quality is there, that when they give an answer, it's the right answer, but also that it's being resolved quickly. Because it's one thing to respond quickly, but you also want to resolve it quickly. It shouldn't take days or weeks to solve your customer's needs. So if you do the four of those at a great rate, what will happen is you'll naturally see your NPS go up as well. Right. The second that your workforce management numbers are off, this immediately impacts all four of those scores and factors. So both play hand in hand. All right. Well, Sean, thank you so much for being here today. Why don't you let everyone know where we can learn more about you and maybe get in touch? Yes, you can find me on LinkedIn as Sean Alenry. I'm probably the only one you'll find there. <laughs> or you can go to my website as well. I have one called CorporateDad.com. But I'm here with Dutchie and we're hoping to do amazing things for support going to 2023. Wonderful. Well, thanks for being on the show. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us on the CX Pulse podcast. Stay tuned for upcoming episodes.